Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. back with you folks on this 274th podcast as we continue on with Psalm 71 from Songs in the Night from our study on Psalms from our uh, podcast and you know our whole goal our whole purpose the whole reason we're here is to bring glory and honor to God and uh, to look at God's word and see what David a PTSD sufferer someone who's been through junk can I tell you something Stephanie I think everybody in the world has been through junk I think if you're four yeah. years old or older, you've been through junk. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and our purpose, our goal is to go through this with you and to continue to grow as we go through this, to continue to see God, to use this almost as devotional. But once again, we want to make a couple appeals to you. And the first one is if you need us, PM us. PM us there on the podcast page and we'll get a hold of you. The second one is if God moves on your heart, uh, we, we're looking to pay off this year. We owe about uh, $1,200 to finish up this year for the podcast to be able to put this live to each and every one of you. So maybe uh, you can skip a Starbucks run here or there with me. I had to skip it today. I actually stopped by Starbucks this morning, uh, Stephanie, and they did not have chai. It was, I'm so sorry. What's the deal with it? And they blamed it on snow in Texas or something. Now, I've had enough of that. You know, this whole snow in Texas, that stuff needs to go away. You know what I'm saying? They got turbines broke down. Um, I mean, there's a switch that's not turning on a power plant. I've got peeps. I've got friends that are cold. There's not a lot of food down there. And uh, it's just bumming me out. I'm just glad I'm not in a meeting down there during all of this. But or maybe it'd be a better place to be in a meeting. But anyway, what's going on with you, Stephanie? Well, Doug, I'm doing pretty good this morning. Um, you know, that we were, we're excited we get to go to a supporting church this weekend to present, um, kind of go back and do a report. And so we're gearing up for that. Kids are practicing music, um, all those awesome kinds of things. And you're singing some of our songs from the CD. And what songs are you guys going to sing no. from, from the CD? Well, right now, Fear Not My Child, and then actually, I think we're looking at doing um, a couple that will be on the next CD. Amen. And folks, I want you to know, as soon as we get money, we are going to record that next CD. There's always bills sneaking up on us on that CD, you know, copyrights and stores and Apple Store and Google Store and Amazon. I don't know, but... Uh, let me tell you, when it comes, that next CD is going to be the stuff. I mean, I think it's the jam. I think it's a, it's going to be like a greatest hit CD. It's so good. And uh, we're actually going in recording, too. We're recording some old hymns, some of the standards. And I see a picture of an old church on the cover of that uh, hymn one. You know, just an old-fashioned church somewhere, old-fashioned out in the country. And maybe we'll dress the West Coast up like pilgrims or something. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe we won't. I'm protesting. Maybe we'll put a picture of Barry, Sin uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sanders there, the senator. I don't know. 
Maybe we'll put a picture of him up there uh, sitting in his chair with his face mask on at the inauguration. I don't know, but we're playing the standards. And so is there something we're missing? Is there, some, is there something we're supposed to be doing? There is, Doug. There is. Um, part of part of my day is still off because I haven't heard what what I'm supposed to, you know, be looking for in a knucklehead today. Yeah, so here we are at the Norton knuckleheaded moment again. And in this one, I, I gave it a lot of thought. I don't just step into these Norton-headed headed, uh, knuckleheaded moments lightly. I want to really be able to help. I want you to be able to help people you work with. So you might be a knucklehead if you spend $90 on a pair of blue jeans and they already have a hole in the knee, all right? So I saw this lady this weekend uh, at a Starbucks up there in Hilton Head Island. And she had a brand new pair of jeans on with a rip right where the knee is. And I said, is your knee okay? Now, call me ignorant. Call me silly. I actually thought she fell and ripped her knee. I mean, she had like a $400 cashmere sweater on, you know, uh, I mean, just beautiful clothes. And there's a rip about the size of... Uh, my ankle right over the top of her knee that she said she ripped personally to fit in. Now, let me tell you something. You're a knucklehead if you buy jeans and rip them, all right? When I was a kid, we would take ripped jeans and patch them. So I'm not picking yeah. on any of you, but, you know, don't rip your jeans, man. What's wrong with that? And then stuff can get in there. You can get bugs in there and dirt in there. It can crawl down your leg, get in your sock, get inside your shoe. It could literally ruin your whole day just because of that hole in the knee. The hole in the knee can set you back. It can cause your testimony to be lost. It can make you miserable to other people. If it starts raining or get cold, you know where it's going to go? In the hole. Not to yeah. mention that that hole is, you know, we don't make pants to have holes in them. You know, when when, right. when clothes were designed, they weren't designed to have, they're not as structurally significant anymore. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that. And, and, you know, I mean, why? Why? Why do people rip holes in their jeans? I mean, why? Uh, anyway, I know some of you listen to me are probably hole rippers in your jeans, but I just wanted to say, I think that's something you're really going to look at. Anything you want to add to that, Stephanie? Oh, yeah. See, I have the boys that have a cow once the holes are in the knees. Yeah. Um, they're very much, you know, they don't do the holy thing on purpose. So um, <laughs> they're like, Mom, we need new jeans when the holes come out. And um, yeah, we've we've had some funny discussions about the whole whole thing Yeah. at our house. Yeah, and some people put the hole up too high, and you can see partial Amen. undergarments. Yeah. Uh, some people, like, do multiple holes. You know, like, they run up the whole leg with holes. Let me tell you something. I don't want to see your underoos, all right? I don't want to see. I don't want to see that stuff. So that's all I got to say. We got, we got important stuff to do. We got God's Word going on, but we don't want to see your underoos. We, we just think it's important that if you're going to wear pants— don't rip holes in them, all right? Just don't do that. Cut it out. Stop it. All right, here we are in Psalm 71. And and uh, anyway, this is the important uh, time is to read the inspired word of God. My knuckleheaded moment is not inspired. But here we are in Psalm 71, starting in verse 13. Let them be confounded and consumed that are adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with approach and dishonor that seek my hurt. 
but I will hope continually, and I will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day, for I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to every one that is to come. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high, who has done great things. O God, who is like unto thee, thou which has showed me great and sore troubles, shall quicken me again, and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. I will also pray thee with a psaltery, even with thy truth. O my God, unto thee will I sing with the harp. O thou Holy One of Israel, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee, and my soul which thou hast redeemed. My tongue shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought unto shame that seek my hurt. Wow. I mean, again, he's talking about that. I've been through some bad times. You know, this psalm to me almost sounds a little bit like a country western song at times, you know, and uh, not that I listen to country western music and well, sometimes some southern gospel, which is uh, an attempt to be like country music, I think. But anyway, here we go. (laughs) But godly. All right. Nothing against the old gaiters. I'm not judging anybody there. Holes in your pants. Yes. Southern Gospel, no. But anyway, here we are. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Stephanie? Wow, this, this, I love it. I mean, it's just, to me, um, the testimony that's here is powerful. And I think um, part of Charles, one of the messages Charles preached on deputation, um, on living for eternity, one of the points of that message was to finish well that living for eternity means finishing well. Yeah. And um, Charles had seen a lot of preachers that as they got older, um, they will lo- they lost their testimony via complacence, via literally just like becoming okay with sin, via whatever it was, they, they did not finish well or he was watching them not finish, currently not finish well. And it, it troubled him, it concerned him and it frightened him. And what I see here is a cry of David to finish well. I see a cry of David that God, until I die, I want to be busy about the work you've given me to do. And um, I love that even in his old age, he's saying, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, righteousness even of thine only. In other words, I'm not, I'm not going to be talking about all the things I've done. I'm not going to be talking about bragging on myself. I'm going to be talking about what you've done, who you are. And um, verse 18 is beautiful to me. David cries out um, that when he's asking God that when he is old and gray headed, Lord, forsake me not until I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. And something struck me as we were reading this, and that is 
that includes us. Yeah. He says to everyone that is to come. In other words, for eternity, God, I want to have shown your strength. Yeah. And and it, yeah. That's a beautiful, when I re read that, when you were reading that verse, I was like, whoa, God is still answering David's prayer in verse 18. He is still answering the cry, the heart cry of David to finish well, the heart cry of David to show forth who God is, his strength and his power. And when we look at the life of David, is that not when we meditate on all, all that David did, do we not come back around to who God is? We come back around to David's faith in Jehovah for killing Goliath, David's steadfast resolve to um, be a faithful servant of the Lord when he was being chased. We always come back around to who God was in David's life. And that, that was just beautiful to me that there in verse 18, we see a prayer of David that God is still answering right now. Yeah, no, I think I think so, and I think that again, here is the here's the transition of this psalm and how it helps us. And in the beginning of the psalm, again, he's really deliver me. I'm going through this junk. Oh God, you know, just hollering out, yelling out. We've been there, and we see it again in 17 where he says, "Oh God, thou has taught me," but it's not that same urgency. We get to a point, I think, where he's just over and over again saying, "God, you're going to help me. The Lord's going to help me." We've got this. I want to go this. And, you know, even when we're old and gray, we don't want to mess up. And, and some people die there. You know what freaks me out? I just want to say this. I'm not going to save it for a knucklehead moment. These guys who dye their hair and their beards like dark black and they're like 75 years old. You know, they look like pirates. You know, they look like they're uh, <laughs> or from the Flintstones or something. So don't do that either. Not, not that that's a knucklehead moment. Let it go, man. All right. You're getting old. Just let it go, man. It's okay. <laughs> You know, listen, my gray hair started on my head. It's moving down my chest. It's okay. You know, it's, it's going to happen, man. It's all, it's all right. You know, it's, it's going to be all right. But I, I get to this place in verse 16 and it says, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. And, and I know, and I, probably a hundred times during these podcasts, I've said to Stephanie, how do we go in the strength of the God, uh, strength of the Lord? But we know how we go. But we have to do it. It's, it's more than our devotion life. It's more than our prayer. It's more than our praise. It's more than our uh, growing and reading and learning. It's the sum of all those things. So David's benefiting from the sum of all these things. The way we get better, Stephanie, or the way we grow, the way we're going to do better, the way we're going to uh, declare his wondrous works, the way we're going to uh, you know, get through the gray hair times, is when we realize that there's a, a, a sum of all these things we do together that makes us better Christians, that, you know, this whole sanctification thing. I mean, so what is a lady your age, eight kids, single parent, uh, a dog that used to be a male? I mean, what do you do for the sanctification process? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, poor Thorlene. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I just had a, you might be a knucklehead if thing come to mind, but I won't do it because right. I'm going to be nice. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speak, speaking of sanctification. <laughs> oh, you know, life's life. Um, life is a journey in every way, but the life um, that is seeking to know Jesus Christ, that is an incredible journey. 
um, every bit as much as, um, you know, growing up physically, growing up, um, you know, in school, whatever um, part of that journey you're on, the spiritual part is exciting. And David's taken us through that journey, you know, verse 17 and 18, where he talks about his youth, how God taught him in his youth. And then he goes to his old age and is saying, I want to be, David didn't want to be like the Dead Sea. He wanted to be sharing everything God had taught him. And I think that is part of what sanctification will be in your life. Um, if you choose to be a Dead Sea, if you choose to be an energy taker, not an energy giver, if you choose to always um, be the victim and never choose to be the survivor, you're not growing in sanctification. You're not letting God um, purge you. You're not letting God take you through the trials he's take, wanting to, you know, lead you through, carry you through to make you into all that he wants you to be. Um, and I think if you're not willing to go through that sanctification process and learn from the trials, from the um, even horrific things that happen to you, um, you have to choose to go on that journey. You have to choose to go on the journey of healing. Um, living in denial is refusing to go on the journey of sanctification, refusing to come to terms with, okay, this happened to me and I need to deal with this. I need to walk through this. I need to work through um, the, you know, if you have PTSD and you're not willing to come to terms with it, if you're dealing with extreme um, side effects from trauma that you've been through, be willing to get help, be willing yeah. to go on that journey because part of sanctification is healing from trauma. Part of sanctification is going to God and saying, be willing to say, I messed up. I, I messed up and don't take your pain out on other people um, who you love because you'll end up driving them away. Um, be willing to deal with it. Um, that's what sanctification is about, is letting God work in our lives to take all those things, good or bad, to create in us what he can use for his honor and glory. Well, and I, I like what you said there. It is a journey and you have a choice. You know, how am I going to live this day? Am I, am I going to, uh, you know, just blast and shred people or am I going to love people? Am I, am I going to yeah. make people uh, you know, better because I hung out with them or am I going to take away from them? I mean, there's mm. decisions we make every day. And I, you know, I think, and, and it goes, you know, again, he's David speaking of looking up to God. He's saying, man, I, I need your help, God. I need you to get me through all these things and these people who are after me. And, you know, it's, it's easy to look out at this world and, and David's showing this true to us. It's easy for you to look out in the world of those eight kids, uh, to look out in the world and, and, and know that, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard day. There's eight kids. A couple of them are going to be knuckleheads today, and a couple of them are going to be miserable, and homeschooling is going to be great for about six of them, but a couple of them are going to be off today, and a couple of them are going to be this, and you can handle that one or two ways. And there are some, I've been around some women, some men, as single parents, who turn into total knuckleheads. Everything is a yell. Everything is, there's no encouragement. There's no lifting people up. There's no making a difference. Uh, but David looked out at the world and saw everything bad. And he just went to God and sought help to get through it. He kept looking out at the world and saying, you know, this is bad. Oh God, I need your help. Oh, I need you this. And, and friends, that's what we need to be on this day. And the good news is if you're listening to this early in the morning, I, I think it gets put out at five in the morning, four in the morning. I don't know Eastern time. It should be there when you look for it. 
I listen to it every morning when I'm out doing my exercise. And usually before seven, I hit the play button or right around seven. And uh, I think this is my thought process. I think you hit something here. That's the practical side of things. And I think what you hit is this is we're either going to be godly or ungodly. Those things you mentioned are being ungodly. And the sanctification process requires being godly. Sanctification is to be more Christ-like. And to be more Christ-like is godly. To be more Christ-like is making a difference. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look at verse 20 and 21, and David said, Thou which hast showed me great and sore troubles, shalt quicken me again, and shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. David didn't stay in the pit. He didn't choose to wallow there. He didn't choose to take his pain out on other people around him. He chose to focus on who Jesus Christ, Jehovah God for him there in the Old Testament. He chose to to focus on who God was. He had let God from his youth teach him. Um, Verse 17, he said, oh God, thou hast taught me from my youth. David had been communing with God. He had sought after God from a youth all the way up now to his old age. And because of that, he had confidence in who God was to him. And knowing God isn't going to happen with a flick of a finger. It's going, it, it, it's a process of seeking him with all of your heart. It's a process of drawing nigh to him and it's choices. It's, it is those daily choices of how am I going to respond to this? Am I going to look to the Lord for his strength? And David had done that. And so now he has the confidence to say to Jehovah God, Thou shalt quicken me again. Thou shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. And that's the life of faith. It's that looking to God with confident expectation that God, you've been my guide from my youth. I can trust you now. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's right. I think it's accurate. And I, again, it's a choice. It's a choice. How are we going to live this day? It's a choice. I'm going to trust God. David's saying, Hey, from a youth, I learned these things. And some of us, you know, there may be some people on here, Stephanie, that were saved very young. And we, we hear a lot of the story that I got away from God or I did this, I did that. Well, just stop it. You know, now is the day that we praise God. Now is the day that we trust God. Now is the day that we look out at this earth and say, hey, there's some pretty yucky stuff out there. But you know what? I get to serve God. And my God has done these great things for me in the past. He'll do these great things for me now. You know, I, uh, I've dealt with things, I, you know, and I, I just think, I just think the practical lesson and I, I'm beating around the bush here is you got a choice. You can either be a knucklehead or you can be a halfway decent human being. It's your call. You're either going to follow God or you're not. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And this day, don't wait till tomorrow. Be decent to somebody, you know. Maybe if you treated someone like dirt today, just go find them and say, hey, how you doing? It'll freak them out anyway, especially those people who stink. You know, I used to love in the army those people who are miserable and upset and upside down who ruined everybody's day. I'd love to go in and say, so good to see you today. You look great today just to mess with them. And uh, it was like heaping coals above their heads, on top of their heads. I don't know. So what what song do we got for uh, growing old? Um uh, Without putting jack, jet black dye in your hair and looking like a pirate, what song do we have uh, for serving God, trusting God, moving on? Uh, now, and I'm not picking on women. You women put all the dye you want in your hair. Praise God. I'm, 
I'm talking about these dudes who put the jet black in their hair. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what song are we at? So I have the first verse of In Christ Alone. I thought it went beautiful with what we just covered. I think it does. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. He's your rock, he's your fortress. Love you folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.